0: Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line. At 405 329 9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas.
1: When I was being raised as a kid, my responsibility was vacuuming and cleaning the bathrooms. And I am a vacuuming fool, and I am a bathroom cleaning fool. And Holder tries to save money. <laughs> so I clean my own office, and I clean my own bathroom that's in my office. Uh, do, you re- do you remember who played really, uns- surprisingly, really super well at K-State that year? I can't even, you know, I nah. don't know. Don't, I'm not even sure the last time I had a bowel movement. I, I can't, I can't Good Lord, Mike. Wow. Wow. Wow.
2: Wow. Wow. I'm just saying. If we don't recognize and enjoy what we have while we have it. Seriously, man. We're going to we're just going to miss it one day.
3: I'm just telling you right now. So, um <laughs> I wasn't really going anywhere with that today. It was <laughs> why a would you, why it, would you? It, it's kind of a slow news day, so I didn't have any other audio clip that was like timely, so it's just all right. Well, let's go to old faithful. Let's just find an old uh, Mike Gundy clip.
2: It's a- a- a awesome lot. whenever the the people in attendance at the, whatever that was, press conference or whatever, media availability are saying, oh, come on, Mike. Hey. Yeah, that's
3: what he knows Even for you,
2: that's, uh, that's over the line. I
3: like the way that he says vacuuming. When I was
1: being raised as a kid, my responsibility was vacuuming and cleaning the bathrooms. <laughs> it's like. I am a vacuum fool full, and I am a bathroom cleaning
2: full. It's like a. Uh, He's got an acumen for vacuuming.
3: <laughs> it's <so> seriously vacuuming.
2: <laughs> oh
1: God, I've been laughing at that for two hours. When, when you- I was being raised as a kid, my responsibility was
2: vacuuming. Same here. I had the same responsibilities, and then we had a we had a three day rotation on doing the dishes after dinner. Uh, but yeah, I was uh I was you a all vacuuming
1: household. I can't even, you know. I don't. Man. I don't know. I'm not even sure the last time I had a bowel movement. I, I, can't, I can't. Good that. Lord, Mike.
3: So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that Bill Haston of the. That's Bill Hasten up there in Tulsa. <sighs> like, how often do you hear the me- the the media guy in a Zoom like, "Good Lord" to the head coach? No, that was good. I'm glad I found that today. However, I really wasn't going anywhere with that before the show started, but now I'm able to because a news story dropped from Ross Dellinger that Big 1280s and coaches and Brett Yormark, essentially what they want to do is they want to make their broadcast like the XFL games that we've been watching uh, this year with, you know, how Bob will say something live in the moment. Uh, they'll have the interviews during the game. They're looking at doing something like that. And I got to say, that's a, pretty, that's a pretty fun idea. I, I, don't, I don't hate that. And Mike Gundy being miked up in the middle of a game, Buddy, that's, that's the type of content that I'm looking for at 11 a.m. on a Saturday
2: morning. Well, I will say this. The fans will love it. The, uh, um, like The broadcast team will love it. It'll be great. It'll be great for everyone except the coaches in the Big 12. You know, here's the thing that you have to understand with that. College football is by far the most secretive uh, f- football league that there is, right?
3: Oh, dude, we've seen that around here yeah. for how many years now? Yes, it's it's weird how secretive it is, but it's it, you're not wrong.
2: We won't let anyone out to practice and training camp. I barely do a spring game. Some places don't do a spring game. Uh, you don't want any availability. The players can't say anything. Like, you've got to be... Uh, allowed to go do a media availability. Some people don't let freshmen speak. It is so protected and so guarded. Now, all of a sudden, the Big 12 is going to be the only conference that has hot mics and huddles and like their play calls being broadcast across the entire country and nobody else does? Mm. Uh, I'm just... It sounds great in theory, and the XFL could do it right now. They got what eight teams, right? It's a small uh, league. Yeah,
3: four in each division. Yeah, eight teams. And That's it's right. like, hey,
2: we've got to do this. This is we got in order to sell this league. We've got to we got to take some steps that you just would never see in the NFL. You would never see in college football. So, I I love that idea, but I just don't see any way. It, it what well, I mean, they may do some things. They may expand the broadcast over what you typically get in a football game, but I don't think you're going to see it like the. XFL. What a
3: sobering take. Why? Why do you have to be a analyst guy? Why can't you just say, "Yeah, we want to hear clips like this from Mike Gundy during the middle of the game." <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Could, uh, right in the middle, Gus Johnson stops talking to hear yeah. Mike Gundy cuss at the band. Ah.
2: Oh. Hey, that's I'm the, I'm the, all for it. I'm all for it. I got no problem with it. Um, I just think that the, I just think it's going to be, uh, like, it's the brainstorming session that passed through the, uh, the football game in Mexico City also got us why don't we do the xfl broadcast and i'm thinking that there's maybe nobody in the room that thought him past that that point
3: right brett your mark is big idea guy isn't he he's coming in with all the new ideas
2: i like it man i I like it i like that he's trying to expand it and if you've got a if your games are broadcast differently than everyone else, and it's something that fans and people actually like, because here's the thing that we really haven't seen. I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head for the XFL, but the ratings aren't, they're probably not that big, right? Can you imagine what would happen if you had maybe. I don't know, 30 million people in a huge game see a broadcast like theirs that is that behind the scenes, you know, people may say, like, this is the greatest thing we've ever seen. How come we it hasn't always been like that? How come we, you know, so I I think it's something that if they did it and they had a big game, there was a lot of people watching. Ton of eyeballs. I think you could actually make something of it because we haven't seen a broadcast like that. At a huge scale, at a scale that's got millions of people watching. No.
3: Uh, from the 918, Big 12
2: providing that
3: kind of access? Well, no wonder Mule Shoe wanted out of here. Had nothing huh? to do with 11 a.m. kickoffs or kicking for chicken.
2: How about that? I heard we may have to be mocked up. Zane says, sounds like
3: a great plan if you enjoy discussing each week if your head coach should be fired or not for what he said during the game. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, good point. Uh, Guy says, I can see Mike You just saying, yeah, I'm not wearing one. He might do that. Uh, others are saying how awesome would it be to have Matt Campbell mic'd up for a couple of uh, oh, wow. his uh, episodes that he's had on the sideline. Especially the one in the Big 12 championship game against OU where he basically screamed, You! You! That was great. Oh my God. He's had some meltdowns, but I don't know if he's had a meltdown worse than that one.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm reading some of these text messages. They're they're pretty funny. Mike
3: Gundy says nothing during games. He it's just true. stands off by himself. If that's we,
2: actually true.
3: If we win bedlam this year, uh, can we get shirts made with a score on them and also say, "Good Lord, Mike"? Yes.
2: That is great. That's the that's a new. We need to add that drop. Um, that's money. <laughs> that's so funny. That is a that is a writer. Trying to get the head coach of a Division yeah. One Power Five yeah. football program to maybe slow his roll. Name,
3: yeah, name <laughs> me another press conference where that's happened.
1: Dude, I, I can't, I can't Good go. Lord, Mike! <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, brilliant. That is just brilliant. Well. I- Hey, I I credit the Big Twelve for they're trying, man. Getting creative, yeah.
3: Um, and, and yeah, and we'll see if they actually play games in Mexico. It sounds like at least in football and basketball, that has a good chance of happening or something like this. But they're trying to be innovative, and it just it's a little bit remarkable to see all the things they're at least trying to do compared to all the things that they weren't doing for the past ten years. Yeah, which is basically just really nothing innovative. Let's just come up with a slogan that everyone makes fun of, one true champion, and let Oklahoma go to the playoff and help funnel all, all all the teams in the conference.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I'm fascinated to see what happens with it, what they I this makes way more sense to me than going and playing a game in Mexico City.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean I know they're trying to draw fans in Mexico, but you're also trying to draw fans, new fans across this country as well. Probably got a better chance of creating new fans with something like this, and that's probably what you're saying. What is the dream matchup, though? Two coaches, not in the Big 12, but all across the country, mic'd up, no, no bleeps, like no no nothing. It's just raw, raw uncensored. Uh, yeah. it's got, Mike Gundy's got to be one, right? At least he's on the short list of one. Saban. Popellini is on the text line right Bo now. Popellini would be amazing.
2: I you know, I would like if you get a game where they're not performing well, Sabin would I would just oh love to hear what he's saying to his coaches in the headset. Yeah. Uh that would that would be a good In their one. headset,
3: a lot of times they'll just walk up right in front of their face and say it on the sideline.
2: Yeah. Tommy I mean, Reese, I, I, I hope you're in the, I hope
3: you're in the booth this year, Tommy Reese, or uh, you're gonna get the Lane Kiffin treatment.
2: I think the maybe the best all time matchup would be uh Spurrier versus Gundy. <laughs> right.
3: Hey, Mike, you going to get a stop today on defense or what? <laughs> yeah, he would just talk trash <laughs> to him the
2: entire game. I'd love to hear the little pregame. Spur- about Spurrier, 50-0.
3: yeah, if we're doing like all-time college football coaches, um, Spurrier and like Phil Fulmer would be good. I don't know if Phil Fulmer would be that entertaining, but um, Spurrier knew how to, how to push his buttons. Yeah. Currently right now, Mike Gundy versus Nick Saban, that would be hard to beat. Two different types of uh, entertainment, but two very good types of entertainment at that.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think who else would be the Big Twelve is a fairly reserved, um, a fairly reserved head coaching conference. Unless
3: there's a really bad call against Iowa State. Yeah, uh, for the most part, it is.
2: You get a if you get a bad call against Iowa State, you get an eruption. If some poor kid making minimum wage working the grounds crew happens to touch Sarkisian <laughs> to keep him from going on the field too early, you get an eruption. Baylor um,
3: scores a touchdown, and all you hear is, "Hey, good play, guys! All right, yeah, let's uh, let's just go for one here.
2: Yeah, nice I'm, job. Uh, I'm Dave Aranda. I was just handed a note here. The Big 12's been doing this with Baylor for years. Aranda's been mic'd up since he took the head coaching job there. He just hasn't said anything yet. Mike
3: Leach would have been fun to listen to. Oh, my, oh my gosh. that would. We don't even need another coach, just Mike Leach. Hey,
2: I think we all know, while we love Mike Leach, I think we all agree that if that were the case, he would have been canceled after the first game, Right. And I think that's what was it that's Zane. That's what we want, I that's think, What Zane right? was saying. Yeah. No, that's it, that would be awesome. And I'm guessing it will probably be if they if they go forward with it, it would probably be a they kind of do it now to a certain degree where you got guys mic'd up where uh, you'll go to commercial break, someone out in the production truck is like cutting up some some B-reel and audio, and you get like a couple of excerpts, right? Instead of the legit live mic, which is different. I mean, that's... You you are opening yourself up for way more entertainment, but way more risk.
3: Jimbo Fisher, everyone would think that they're listening to an auction. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, let's run, run that little inside trap here. Third and four here, all right? Let, let's get the offense ready. If, we're gonna, if we come up two yards short here, let's get that offense ready to go back out there for fourth two. If we're going to run that inside trap once again right there, if we come up short.
2: Coach, <laughs> how do you want us to line up? I want 55 here. You got 45 <laughs> over there. We got 37 <laughs> over here. We got three there. We got five there.
3: <laughs> Uh, Coach O would be fun to listen to. We're getting a lot of that.
0: So here's me texting a skilled player. Are you ready? Hey, this is Coach O. Can you call me? Bing! Hello?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Chipmunk laugh. Bobby Knight is on here. Switzer is on here. Butch Jones? Uh, I don't know. If I would... uh... I don't know if i go for Butch Jones.
2: Was Butch Jones the one at Tennessee?
3: Yeah. Well, he's also the one that's on the hot seat at Arkansas State that we're going to see this Ah, year. Oh, okay. Butch Jones making his return trip to Norman after that 2014
2: game. And who's the other Butch?
3: Davis? Yeah. Yeah. He used to be at Miami before Larry Coker got there.
2: I get the two mixed up. And the, yeah, did he the, Butch hey, at Cleveland? Butch
3: Davis and Butch Jones, very similar, uh, very similar coaching resumes. Yes, he did. I think he left the I think he left Miami to go to the Cleveland Browns. What <laughs> a great what a great idea that was in hindsight, huh?
2: Has there ever been anyone in history happy that they left somewhere to go to the Browns? And I will even include Deshaun Watson, who got a $250 million <laughs> guaranteed contract. He just only makes fun of him all the time. In history. Right. He's he's going to be. The, halfway through this next season, he's going to be. Like, I never should have come here.
3: Greg from Lawton says Herm Edwards. I would just want to hear. How'd you get the beans over the Frank <laughs> if you said that live? Uh, that's good. BV back in Teddy's day. How about uh, BV Dana right Holgerson?
2: now? I'll tell you, BV right now would be. It's it's that would still be a show.
3: Uh, I would like to hear Long Kruger live in game audio. <laughs> yeah, proud of the guys, proud of the guys after every single play. That'd be sweet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, we gotta hit a timeout. Quick break. More from the rush coming up. Keep it coming on the Knippelmeyer Meyer text line, six five one three four three nine. We'll be back.
1: Football.
3: You
0: love it. We love it. You live
2: it. We live it. You
0: need it? We got it. Nobody covers college football better. The Rush. Right here on the REF Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC.
3: It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas Teddy Laban. We're inside the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios. I can't believe we didn't mention Jim Mora as coaches. We want to hear mic'd up. And I had like a uh, Jim Mora clip ready to go. I just can't remember if I beeped it out or not.
2: <laughs> you don't know yeah. if you've got the edited version and or not.
3: And like, and of all the uh, like voices that we play on this show, like Jim Moore is, like at the top of names that I gotta make sure that I've bleeped all right. it out before.
2: Here's what I say. Um play it because I'm trying to get fired on my day off. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to get fired on my day off. Uh, it's Wednesday. I'm in, so let's do it, Tyler. Oh, he's listening to it. Dang it!
3: Uh, okay. Let me let me just <laughs> wrong one. <laughs> just no, it's not the wrong one. It's just it's one that we don't play often. <laughs> but let me see here. Let me try and get this ready to go. For
4: our crew in Minneapolis, Fletcher, Sharif, and Coach Jim Moore. The later it gets, the less patient Coach gets with Fletcher and Sharif, guys. Scott just said the later it gets, Jim,
3: the less patient you get with us. Is that true?
1: Who said that? Scott. <laughs> Scotty's
3: pulling up. Okay. I got really nervous there. That was on live TV when he dropped that without the uh, beep.
2: Oh, uh, that's great. That's great. I got
3: really nervous with that. I took a chance there for you, you just did. to let you know. You did. Uh, Kenny Gayevski, he is OSU softball coach for those of you that don't yeah, know. That's right. And he was asked today about the future of Bedlam softball, and he said this: quote, I've tried to tell them we want to play. But I don't have very good luck getting responses. I've got to think that we'll play, but I don't have any clarification, end quote. And when he said, I've tried to tell them, he means OU, but apparently he says he hasn't had very good luck of getting responses back. So he thinks that they'll play Bedlam softball moving forward, but he doesn't have any clarification. So there's that.
2: Hmm. Can you read the quote again? I've tried to
3: tell them, OU. We it want says to play.
2: OU, or are you in- inserting that?
3: The the uh, reporter that was there is inserting OU in that. Okay. I've tried to tell them we want to play, but I don't have very good luck getting responses. I've got to think that we'll play, but I don't have any clarification.
2: Well, he needs to tell his own administration that they want to play. I Whoever he's talking to at OU, I... I, I it's not going to be handled at that level, right? It's going to be handled between the athletic directors on whether or not you play. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it sounds like he's making it known that he's just kind of getting hung out to dry. No one's answering his his calls to say that he wants to play. But I. It's no one's position to say that to him. I You know what I'm saying? I, make I sense? felt
3: like they've played that card a couple of times now and, you know, I I don't know about all sports how they feel about it, but I got to think, man, with the way that OU schedules in the non-conference and they're not going to have to schedule as aggressively once they're in the SEC, but they're still going to have an aggressive non-conference schedule. I got to think that Patty Gasso is going to say yeah, we we'd love to play Oklahoma State. They've been good. It's a close road trip for us. Sure. It's great for the state. Like Patty isn't Patty really isn't ever afraid of scheduling too tough of a schedule because all we hear her say for the most part is, "Well, I'd like to play more 7-inning games instead of 5-inning games. I right. want to go on the road where everyone is rooting against us to get our team that feel. Like any opportunity" Any tough opportunity she can get her team in front of, like she's down to do. So, if it's up to OU, then I think that yeah, they'll play at least a couple of times a year. Right. So you're right. Maybe he does need to contact his own administration. Well, yeah,
2: I don't know. I, I, I have, I have no idea if, whether or not OU wants to play that or not. Um, but I just, I think it's weird that he's trying to act like no one's return no one at ou is returning his calls you know it's
3: it's been pretty constant that this is all ou's fault we're not going to play anymore and it's all ou's faults it's right. been uh, yeah they 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 like i said they've played that card which what i mean whatever it's right? it's
2: almost it's not like this is a, a, like a, a dramatic take on it but it'd be like it's almost like me saying well i've been I've been telling Oklahoma State that we want to continue to play them in football, but you know I don't I don't hold out much luck of hearing anything back from them. Yeah, well, no kidding, because I don't schedule the games. I, the people that schedule the games are going to have to have those conversations. I mean, I don't know. I, I think all of the, I, if you probably put everyone. Set them aside, and you know what other truth serum you want to say. I would imagine all of the the coaches would probably like to continue playing. I mean, in, it just in makes, whatever sports, yeah. Right? I
3: mean, just for, for travel, per, like just for every aspect, of every it, yes.
2: aspect of it. Um, you know, travel. You know, ability to win that game and and have the upper hand, and in-state recruiting, and and that's for whatever sport it is. So I would I would guess that. You know the coaches want to play. It's it's at the administrative level where things become difficult.
3: Uh, Frisco Sooner news flash to Kenny G. Uh, something tells me OU isn't afraid to play OSU in softball. Lloyd says that OSPU coach is lying. OU will play anyone and anywhere. That's BS. Says a text in the 404. Patty ain't f- afraid of anyone.
2: Well, I don't know if you think uh, think of it on like a couple of different layers. I mean, if it if it really is as combative, combative as what we've kind of heard, and, you know, we heard the administration at, at OSU, the new president and all of that stuff, and how angry they were that we left the Big 12. And that's fine. I guess I can understand some of that to a certain degree. But here's the thing. Um, if you step back for a second, And, and it is that volatile and obviously patty Gasso's is not scared to play oklahoma state in softball uh, we all know that but do you want to give them the chance to play you i mean that's kind of more of what i would say like if there's actual uh animosity there and and you know the administrations are are not playing the games and you know there's there's politics going back and forth like that would be the reason that Oklahoma wouldn't play Oklahoma State not because they're scared but because What are you
3: saying you threw a fit this whole time and you kind of made your bed we're going to We're
2: not going to give you the platform. Yeah. I, because and I know they're really good so o- 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 OU would have something to gain by beating Oklahoma State. But Oklahoma uh, the platform and the opportunity to play that game is is better for Oklahoma State than it is for Oklahoma, oh, yeah,
3: especially when they're playing at home. And we just talked yeah. about how the head coaches, like it's really the administration that makes the call here. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think back. Has any has any OU head coach, not administration, has any OU head coach ever said anything other than, uh, yeah, we would love to if the opportunity presents itself, we would love to play it in the future. I don't know if I've heard any other head coach at OU say anything other than that. Porter Moser has said it on the station. I think Britt Venables has said as much, right, that um, they would want to play it if given the opportunity. So yeah. the OSU side has been very consistent, but it's been very different than how the OU side has approached the thing.
2: Sure. And here's the thing. I, don't, I really, I don't know what those conversations are like between the administrations. Like if if it is if it's cordial and both sides are honestly working together to to see what they can make happen to where it's beneficial for everyone then that's one thing but if one side is you can't you can't stonewall one sport and expect the other sport to just be like nothing's happening like why aren't we playing this well you know, why don't you want to play us in this sport? And you know, they declared pretty quickly and early and dramatically that Bedlam was dead, right? Oh yeah. So that's yes. Whenever exactly. you do that, it's kinda of hard to come back and, and start trying to hand pick a couple of well, we want to wrestle you guys and play you in softball. Well, you know, it's and I don't know, I don't want to speak for Joe C, but you kind of feel like it's it's kind of the whole thing or not, right? We keep the yeah. we, we keep the rivalry going or we don't.
3: That was kind of the – did A&M and Texas, have they played in anything other than like postseason matchups and baseball or softball? They kind of – No idea. They, they cut, I think they cut everything off. So, I don't know. Sean <laughs> says, they aren't angry we left the Big 12. They're angry we didn't take them in the free rides over. Also, maybe the other coaches, but Mike Gundy, I don't buy, wants to play OU.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true. I think that's why everyone is mad that OU and Texas are leaving because they got the big payouts. Um, you know, though everyone watched the OU Texas game and who OU and Texas were playing. Like that is that's really how it was. Whenever you see the breakdown of the ratings of all the games and everything, so I mean and and everyone got the same payout whether they're carrying their, their their uh, load or not, so I don't know. Alright, quick time out, more from the Rush coming up, keep it in the text line, 651-3439 Meyer text line, we'll be back.
0: Bringing you the physical, relentless suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve, this is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans.
1: Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUVs. At Knippelmeyer, we still do business the same way we have for 63 years. So if we don't have the exact model you're looking for, we'll order it for you and when it gets here, that's the price you pay. Come see us in Blanchard. Give us a call at 405-485-3333 or check us out on the web at Knippelmeyer.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads.
0: Holy hail damage. Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner born, sooner bred, locally owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and
1: estimate today. At Oklahoma Electric Cooperative, we value transparency. Our goal is to provide our members with reliable, affordable service, not increased profits for shareholders. We work hard to ensure our members are kept informed and satisfied with their service. That's just one way OEC is different from other electric providers. Read more in the March Co-op News Magazine or at www.okcoop.org. OEC, the power of connection
0: after an amazing run to the College World Series Finals. It's got a chance. Track. Wall. go! Skip Johnson and the boys are back and poised for another run to Omaha. Got him! Swing it! Catch the entire 2023 season right here on the Ref, 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, and on the go anywhere in the world on the KREF app. And you can unhitch the wagon, put the ponies in the barn! The home of Sooner fans and your flagship station for Sooner baseball. The Ref Sports Radio Network.
4: Moms, it's time to celebrate. Join us on May 6th at the Noun Hotel for the Mom Prom. Bring your kids, friends, or a date and enjoy an afternoon of dancing, appetizers, and a keepsake. There are two events at 2 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. and a 21 plus dance at 7.30 p.m. with free child care for kids 4 to 11 at the 7.30 p.m. event provided by First Presbyterian Church. Tickets are only $25 and can be purchased at normanparks.com. Let's celebrate these amazing moms. This
0: old AC system just doesn't cool like it used to, and summer's just around the corner.
3: I bet we can get another year out of it.
0: I got a bet for you. If we buy a new heat and air system from Norman Air between May 1st and June 21st, we could get it for free.
3: What? Free? Purchase a new heat and
0: air system between May 1st and June 21st. If the temperature hits 105 degrees on 4th of July, your system is free. So, are you feeling lucky?
3: You're on. I'm on
4: normanair.com right now.
0: Norman Air, service to the max.
4: Day 1, the hardest day, the day you hear.
1: This is a type of blood cancer
4: But day one is just one day. At the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, we are here to help you move past day one. On day 45, I discovered an online community who shared great tips for in-treatment care. I missed a lot of school during treatment, and LLS helped me keep up. To learn more and get help on day two, day 28, or any day, please visit LLS.org or call 1-800-955-4572.
2: Why did I
1: wait so long to see a retina specialist?
2: Retinal disease can steal your eyesight, but it doesn't have to. Patients who seek care from a retina specialist have the best chance of preventing vision loss due to age-related macular degeneration or diabetic retinopathy. AMD symptoms to look out for are distortion or warping of straight lines, as well as blurred or loss of central vision. Patients with diabetic retinopathy should seek treatment if they notice the appearance of spots or floaters or blurred and distorted vision. Visit seeforalifetime.org.
3: It's the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, steady layman, Myers Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Doug Miles up there in Iowa says Bedlam will likely live on in wrestling as Oklahoma wrestling will likely remain in the Big 12. Missouri wrestling is still in the Big Twelve as well, since the SEC don't have a conference in it. So that's probably right, Doug. Yeah, Coach Kish. Yeah, what's his what's his first name again? You remember? Was it Doug? Doug Kish, is that right? Is that wrong? <laughs> we were making uh, Tim Kish jokes yesterday, so I-, I was seeing if that would confuse you or not. If it was, uh, if you would say Tim Kish.
2: Did I? Is that won't oh,
3: OU wrestling remain in the Big 12? Probably yes. Ah. This text line is the breast from the 804. A&M and baseball, uh, Texas beat A&M in baseball this spring. Shark says A&M and Texas play baseball every single year. So yeah, at least in uh, some sports, I guess A&M and Texas has still been playing. Uh, baseball being one of those
2: yeah well um i don't know we'll see what happens we'll see what happens with with softball i i think it just surface level i have no, no idea what's going on behind the scenes obviously things are typically um several layers deep but to me Really, in all of the sports, it makes too much sense to not play it. Um, I would understand football-wise, as you know, that would give us a a tough non-conference game every year. Um, softball makes a ton of sense, like whether you play it uh, home and home or you play it at Hall of Fame Stadium, like whatever you do, you got two really good softball programs in the state, I think it's...
3: Yeah, and and from that aspect, if they never played again or if it was only in the postseason, that would stink because softball softball is on a heater right now in terms of growth of the sport, you know, and especially in the state of Oklahoma, what the two programs are doing. It would be a uh, bummer if they're not playing in the regular season. Not that that growth would totally die or anything, but mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't hurt that you've got two programs in the top five doing what they're doing, and there is going to be a lot of attention on that. So I think is that series. Um, you've got the A team with like Beth Mowens on the call and Michelle Smith on the call this weekend. I mean, it's a it's a big yeah. it's a big weekend series. Big deal, big deal for sure. I mean, it, it's got to be the most high profile uh, series of the weekend, even though OU's already won the Big Twelve.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I I hate to see it all go. And I know that there's there's there there's a lot of fans on both sides that say screw them, we don't want to play them. Whatever. They don't want to play us. Like why would we even I don't I just I think it's good for the state. I think it I think it keeps a lot of that that revenue in state good opportunity instead of you know paying to play another uh, opponent that's not as good and that goes for both both you know both schools I mean gosh think about it if if OU and OSU were to play non-conference every year instead of paying a non-power five to come in and play you that's like you're probably talking over a million dollars a year combined that you would save and, and, and generate better revenue with better crowds, and I don't know. It makes a lot of sense to me to keep playing them, but... I don't think it's going to happen. I don't either.
3: I'm In fact, it really doesn't feel like it's... go. You know, I mean, OU's got one open spot in the non-conference if they're moving to a nine-game SEC schedule, which I think that's happening. I think you think it's happening as well. They got one open spot in the non-conference for their first year in the SEC and didn't feel like OSU is going to be the, the team that fits in there. Right. But I guess we'll see. Yep. Hey, by the way, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the new rule changes in college football, there's some rule expert guys that think uh, that's going to make seven less plays a game is what the new clock rules uh, are going to kind of generate. Seven less plays a game. I don't know how that's generated, um, and maybe it's going to be a little bit off, but seven less plays per game—big deal, not a big deal. Will we notice it?
2: Won't notice it. Um, I would say it's—is uh, it a big deal? Hmm. I really—I don't think it is. And I, the one thing that you have to know about sports, professional, high level college teams smart coaches adapt to new rules rather quickly and when it's all said and done I, I i don't know what the average snaps per game is right now if i don't know if you saw that no, perhaps an article no. but my guess is it'll end up it may take a little bit of time for things to settle but it will end up still being close to the same I hope so be my guess
3: still don't love the idea of less college football but you know here here we are I just hope I just hope we don't take this any further right what was what was the rule that they were trying to uh or, or at least floating out there that was absolutely terrible was it oh running the clock after an incomplete pass right yes oh gosh yeah. Straight XFL rules basically is how they wanted to do the uh, the clock rules. Is that
2: how they do it in XFL?
3: Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll, well, they'll run it after an incomplete pass. Here's
2: here's the best way to fix it, and you can keep everything the way it is right now. You just require a huddle after every play, except for when there's two minutes left and a half. That's it. That's it. That's the easiest way to fix it. You don't have to. You don't have to stay in the huddle for a long amount of time, but you have to get all 11 guys into the middle of a field, into a huddle, and then disperse again. That's how you slow it down. And not only will it slow it down, I think it will also give you a much better, much higher quality product.
3: 918, yay! Seven less plays of amazing college football. That's what we all want, less football. So dumb. I do love that. The fans that are, God, I can't wait for college football to start. I can't wait. The offseason takes forever. It's so long. And then we get there, and they complain about the it's length like, of the game. These
2: games are too long. Though
3: I will say, uh, in your era, especially like 03 and 04, if you had like OSU playing Texas Tech, buddy, those yeah. were some four-hour football games. Uh, and I think OU at times, like maybe that 04, OU A&M game in College Station, that was pushing close to four hours. So –
2: so what was it what made forever. those games longer was it commercials or something or
3: well i mean i i think the um because now if you get a first down but run out of bounds the clock will still run like previously correct like anytime you ran out of bounds back then or an incomplete pass stopped. or anything like yeah. yes and the, then it went the clock what? was always stopped it went stopped. to 4
2: minutes right like it had to be under 4 minutes before uh, you got those rules the out of bounds and everything so yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, and I think you just uh, – now a lot of teams play at a, at a high pace, whether the clock's running or not. You know, So, like, if you have an incomplete pass, feel like a lot of times teams are quickly up on the ball again at the line of scrimmage ready to snap it. So even though the clock has stopped, ball goes into play quicker than previously incomplete pass, getting in there for a huddle – uh, play clock goes all the way down to whatever, and then you snap it. So uh, 918,
3: seven plays is two decent beer gulps. Won't notice a difference. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I, <laughs> nice. I looked
2: this up. Um, we averaged last year 6.2 yards per play. So you're looking at about 45. Less yards a game with the exact same offense under the same circumstances a year ago. So we had 474 yards a game this year. You're looking at about 430 yards a game. So if you think that is a big deal, then I guess it will be. Maybe less. Think, maybe then.
3: less uh, third and eighteens for the defense. Nah, you know, that's that's a. That's yeah, a it depends. Way well, it.
2: Like. What seven plays do you want to get rid of? I'd like to – can one of the
3: seven be that long Adrian Martinez run Uh, on fourth down last year? Third or fourth down? I think it was a third down, right? Yeah. Let's erase that one, please. Erase that one from my memory. Let's erase
2: that one. And
3: erase the third and 18 against Texas back in Kyler's year where they essentially threw a pass and drug defenders like 10 yards for a fourth and one, and they went for it on the next play and got it. Yeah. No, it was uh that would have been Sam Ellinger's team.
2: What was the year whenever swoops carried like
3: Probably twenty fifteen when they lost like that one. Ten
2: people for ten yards. Um I last year, if I just got rid of one play, it would be the play where Dylan Gabriel got knocked out at TCU. Um, well, I mean that is that is the
3: selection. Yes, it is. Um I would like to have seen how things could – have that game wasn't going to go any differently. I mean, right, it, yeah. it would have been a little bit closer, but OU still loses. But next week wouldn't have been so god-awful, that's for sure. Uh- and
2: I don't know. At least I don't think. Maybe it's better that we have a really good excuse for the 49-0. Maybe that's how well, we we're able to with it. Well, Texas fans don't really care it. on the internet right well, now. Well, they don't care, but I think it helps us uh, cope and live with it. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up hour number one. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439.
0: Talking Sooner Football is what we do. This is The Ref.
2: The
4: new in-motion clinic in Norman... Attorneys at Schumacher Law Group provide compassionate, knowledgeable advice, all while fighting for your best interests. Find Schumacher Law Group online at lawgroupok.com or call 405-701-1882. Hometown lawyers ready to fight for you when experience matters.
3: Cavens Group bringing you this hour of the rush. Check them out, CavensGroup.com, especially if you have an emergency repair that you need someone to attend to. CavensGroup.com, Gary and the team, they do fantastic work uh, all across the state of Oklahoma and beyond. So the top ten finalists for player of the year were announced today in college softball. Three Sooners in the top ten, Jordy Ball, T.R.A. Jennings, Jada Coleman, No Nicole May or Alex DiRocco, who were listed in the top, uh, what was that, the top 25 that was released a couple of weeks ago, which, look, I'm not going to argue with Jordy Ball, Jennings, or Coleman, obviously, but no Nicole May in the top 10. I mean, she has a 0.42 ERA. Um, I know that they probably don't want to put five Sooners in the top ten, but I think you could have put five Sooners in the top ten. Nicole May has a better ERA than Jordy Ball, as does Alex Durocco with the zero point seven five. I think Jordy Ball belongs, but by the numbers, Nicole May and Alex Durocco probably belong as well. Yeah, doesn't matter though. Jada Coleman's probably going to win this award. At you least think I so? think I think she's going to. Yeah, What's- and I think she should.
2: What 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 is what separates her right now from the rest of the pack?
3: Uh, she's well, I guess this could be the, the case for Trea Jennings as well, but she's five tool player, man. You yeah. know we we've seen her dominate in all facets of the game. Obviously, she's extremely athletic, but she can hit for power, hit for average at the plate, and then we've seen her dominate games defensively, including on the biggest stage. She's right. just she's a five tool player.
2: Uh, let's see. She just gives you everything you need. Hitting 450, um, jeez.
3: Which I think is number one in the Big 12 now.
2: Uh, no. It's not? Oklahoma State has a girl hitting 462. Is it Becker? Yep. Yeah. Um, but Jada Coleman's OPS is 1.429. Incredible. Um, yeah, she's 12 doubles, 13 home runs, 40 RBI, just uh, stellar all the way across. I
3: mean, this text says no clue, but they're probably factoring in quantity of innings pitched. I mean, maybe, but again, like Alex Durocco shut out UCLA, who may be the second best team. So I just, I I think she has an incredible case to be in the top ten. You know what I think it is? Honestly, what I think it is, it's we can't put five OU players in the top ten. If yeah. I if I if I were to guess here, I'm sure. I bet they felt like 3 was the maximum number that they could put in of OU players.
2: Right. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I'm just looking right here. I just clicked on the standard pitching and uh they've I don't know how they've how they've classified this in order here, but there's there's no one else on <laughs> OU's got two pitchers that are 15 and 0 yeah (laughs) that's crazy one two
3: and three in era in the big 12 and is it really i don't know if you're on the era tab but it's really not even that close i don't think
2: uh for big 12
3: which by the way jordy was at a 1.10 going into yesterday i think now she's at a 1.07 era so she continues to get closer and closer to that one number
2: yeah the get there the other girl that on here that's notable and, and Tennessee's got two really good pitchers on this list also. They've got um Peyton Gottschall, who's eleven and one, and then they've got Ashley Rogers, who's fourteen and one with a point eight one ERA. Uh pretty pretty impressive from her as well. So it's it's awesome. But yeah. still
3: Nicole May got snubbed. Yeah. You heard it here first.
2: Well, Nicole May and and Storocco. All right. She's right there, too, in all the categories. All right. Quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hour number two is next.